so uh just make this bigger so okay so i call this sermon communion of the union and it just so happens that we're having communion today right yeah so bless the lord um <clears throat> so um <clears throat> Before we can have communion or fellowship with Christ, we must first be in right relationship to him. That relationship can only come from our being in union with Christ. Our union with Christ applies all of our Christ, Christ's redemptive work to us. So um, a union with Christ, if we're saved, it's, it's a done deal. We all know that, right? Uh, we're sealed by his Holy Spirit, right? So there's no more work to be done in that arena, right? Rose, hey, Rose. Yeah. So bless the Lord. So then, um, and so knowing this uh, should give us <laughs> a, a pretty good relief because we mess up all the time. It's continual thoughts of going left when we should go right. It's always a... Um, we're always in a position that we need to turn to Christ continually. And it's going to be like that until the work that he's doing in us is completed, right? On the day of his return. So um, through our being in union with Christ, we have regenerative or regeneration, conversion, faith and repentance, justification, sanctification is what we're going through. And glorification. So we're going to have glorified bodies and we'll be in glory and we'll be able to be in glory because he's finished the work and we're complete. People ask all the time. I think one of the major questions that I get is, um, you know, what about um, that consummation thing that, you know, that we do? How will that be relieved? up there you know we, we, we like that it's just kind of hard what, what are we supposed to do right and um, I have an answer that you may or may not accept but I believe it's right is that we'll be complete that means some of the yearnings and longings and cravings that we have will be satisfied now that's hard to understand when it comes to one or so particular issues like that consummation thing, right? But um, if you are hungry and you eat until full and they're still trying to feed you and you're like, no, I don't need anymore, right? Yeah, bless the Lord. Or after the consummation, I know we have kids, but then there's that period that now it's time to rest. Back in this um, secular arena, we remember a cigarette afterward, if you know what I mean. Right? But there's no real desire to continue on in that consummation. Right? Well, think about that and think about heaven being the finality of that desire. If you can feel it temporarily here, it'll be permanent there. So don't worry, you won't miss anything. You'll only gain in heaven. You'll have already been fulfilled, completed until the day of his return or in the day of his return. Bless the Lord. 
And so at the moment of our conversion, we're forever the adopted sons and daughters of God through Christ. Um, <clears throat> our enduring fellowship is going to be dependent on our communion with God. Now that we're united to Christ, we're called to have authentic fellowship with our Lord and Savior. God is faithful by whom you were called into the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ. God called us into fellowship with his son, Jesus Christ. Bless the Lord. God called us into fellowship with his son, an arranged fellowship, one God planned for us to be a part of. He called it and wants it to be. And we've accepted the call. So now we've accepted the call, so we're unified in unity with Christ. There's a union that's going on, right? Um, now, when you go meet someone for the first time, you know, a lot is summed up. For instance, if at the meeting you find the person to be boring or mean or stingy, you went out, we went out, me and Pastor did, to eat, and then, oh, I left my wallet at home. So, so I'm not going with Pastor anymore. You know, he left his wallet, right? Okay. This is, uh, that's our first meeting, right? Now, I'm thinking without thinking. I'm not going to meet with him again, right? It's kind of like, this is how we tick. I may not say that. I may give him a big old hug and everything, you know, but I'm thinking, when the phone rings, I'm not answering. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to put on a, because I feel like the union or the, 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 the meeting was not, we had a union, we met, but the meeting was not fruitful on my side, and I literally passive-aggressively hid my feelings, which is what most people do when they meet each other anyway. They try to put on their best side, right? I hid all of that. But internally, I spoke to myself that I'm going to dodge future meetings, right? Okay, so <clears throat> if that's my plan and I understand my plan, I should understand pretty much how I roll. This is how I roll. This is how we tend to roll. We need to think and consider how we roll. There could have been a very good reason for him not having his wallet. In the sense of meeting with, with the Lord, and I'm not saying pastor is the Lord, I'm using it metaphorically, right? In the sense of meeting with the Lord, I might be wrong in my assumption. It could very well be purposed. Or it could be if, if, if it weren't the Lord, if it were just Janetta, she could have really left her wallet at home. So I've made an unfair assumption, and I've decided that no more meetings are necessary. I find out everybody else is having these meetings, and the meetings are um, they're fruitful. They're talking about them. They're praising them. I'm wondering why are they so, you know, what is it that they got that I didn't get? at this meeting, right? Or the meeting that we had. So <clears throat> what we wanna do, 
has not relied so much on our imagination, and even historically it would be unfair for me to accuse someone, I need to really lean on the spirit. And I have a conscience, and sometimes your conscience will speak up. And this is what we've been talking about at Bible study. The conscience is going to speak up. I can ignore that conscience and go my way right? <laughs> if I wanted to. But what we really want to do is we want to listen to a well-fed conscience or a conscience that's making sense because the Holy Spirit may be leading me back into areas that I don't want to go. Okay, everything seems better to me than going to have another meeting with someone that refused to pay the bill, right? Now, this has never happened before. He always pulls his credit card out. He does, right? But, so you guys know, I'm, this is metaphorical. Don't start looking at Pastor Crazy. I shouldn't have used you because uh, <laughs> they roll in their eyes already. This no, so. But, but, <laughs> no. so, but, uh, but, but the honest truth is, is that we will justify our decisions and we need the Lord. We need the Lord to make these decisions. If he chose you for his son, if he called you into relationship with his son, then you show up, show up to the meetings because it's more than just being in a union. God wants communion. He wants us to commune with each other, whether we think it's right or not, whether we think it's boring or not whether we think it's not going to satisfy any of our needs or not, will please the Lord by going into this meeting, this communion with this person, okay? Now, the funny thing is, is that um, <clears throat> um, Revelations 3.20 says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and eat with him and he with me. Right? So, so you're married. <clears throat> Let me marry some people. Uh, Darrell is married to Sharon. <clears throat> Don't get mad at me. So uh, they're married and they, they, they have one meal. <laughs> one meal together. Sharon's not cooking anymore. No more cooking. We're already in our union. There's no need for communion. We're not going to break bread together. You, you know, this, this wine, this drinking, and all of this. No, I'm not cooking. Okay? So now, what kind of union is that? It's a union without communion. Right? And what God wants is for us to get beside ourselves. Right? And do the right thing. Make a meal for each other. Right? See about each other's needs, right? What did God do to be in communion with us? He sent his son to die for us, right? Now, I, of course, wouldn't be the type to just go die for somebody, but if I took all my money, my savings, and bought a ring for her and gave her a ring, all that I could do, and now we're married, and she says, okay, you're on your own, get your dinner, you, right? It's kind of like, okay, it's not really 
worth to me the effort that I placed into this union. There's no communion. And God, Jesus, even spoke. Do this as often as you can, right? Now, when we hear that, we're naturally thinking about the breaking of the bread and the wine, right? And so what we need to consider is he wants us to remain in communion with him and then come together in fellowship and be in communion with him. You get it? So there should be continual communion with the Lord, right? Now, sometimes when you're going to bed at night and then you're trying to choose what the finality will be on that television and then (laughs) the voice speaks up, you understand it, and that voice is saying, turn on Adrian Rogers, turn on Charles Stanley, turn on someone, Tony Evans, turn on Pastor, right? I look at YouTube all the time. I I try not to let TV dictate to me. Turn on some kind of sermon or some kind of biblical something that's going to remind you of me. He wants to be reminded. He wants us to remind ourselves of him more than just when we come together, all right? That voice that I might discard as just the thought is a well-fed conscience telling me commune with God, right? Don't overlook that voice, that first voice, and we all do. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea, but let's see what's going on on Murder, She Wrote Her, you know her. You know, or what? You, you, you get it? I'll come back to that. And before you know it, you're snoring, waking up the whole neighborhood because you, you ignored the voice of the conscience, right? That's a good voice. It's a healthy conscience if the conscience is telling you. What I'm trying to say is don't just overlook it as this is just an idea. Consider what it's saying. It seems boring. You're going to get cheated. You're not going to get your bill paid. You're not going to receive what you thought you would if I turn to this sermon thing. I need something now that's going to fill me up. Dennis the Menace. I don't know. I can't think of any. I never think of good shows that are relevant because I'm old. So, so you get what I'm saying, though, right? I can never come up, come up with them. But, and then it could be because I haven't been watching them. So to my credit, yeah, I have not. I haven't been watching the later stuff, right? The stuff Clemas is fighting with Candace about. <laughs> no, I got to bring it in. They're not fighting. Okay. So, but, but this is what the Lord wants us to do. Take the lowly route. That seems boring to you. You don't want to meet anymore. You've decided in your heart that you have a better route. You you get it? And beside, why meet? We're in a union. Everything's taken care of. The Lord wants continual communion. 
continual communion with us. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Bless God. God is good. He doesn't have to <laughs> want to be bothered with you. Okay. I mean, for real. You think about what he's done. He's come down from the splendor of all we've heard about to come down here to this deathly decaying, corrupted planet to decaying human beings whose thoughts are decaying and hearts are far from him, right? To be in communion, not just union, but he wants to meet with you. He wants to have regular fellowship with you, regular. And we turn the channel of our hearts to temporal dying things that are corrupt, no matter how hidden they may be. Some are better than others, but all of them, none of them can compete with, none of them can compete with a relationship of communion with Christ. You'll be fulfilled. You'll be filled. You won't understand where your happiness is coming from, right? But after watching Eddie Murphy stand up, you laugh, but you can't even survive the next day. You're ready to blow up on your boss and your neighbor and your wife and your husband, and you, you don't understand. You're not eating the right food. You're not communing with the right person. Bless God. Bless God. We can all care who you are. We all have a battle. It's every man's battle to stay in communion with God. Right? Bless the Lord. Bless God. Look, is it easy? I think like exercise, before you know it, your routine. It ain't easy at first. But check yourself when you hear that voice. Sometimes push it away when you don't hear the voice. Plan to fast from what you're feeding on because that's become a regular diet. That needs to be pushed aside. Push it aside. And then don't just sit there just dumb and you know, feed on something that's going to help. That's going to help us. Bless the Lord. So... <clears throat> Don't underestimate that voice that tells you to do, to go to dinner. Miss B, for instance, um, she came up, she told me, she kind of gave a title to what I was telling her that I, that I would practice. And my practice is volatile. So pray for me and I'll pray for you and you pray for her and we pray for each other that this becomes a regular practice. But, you know, I would literally... Um, cut the phone off, and I said this before, turn, to dim the lights, you know, and all this kind of sort of stuff, and go and, um, and get my tablet, and then write. Now, I'm a very fast typist with 3% accuracy at about 90 words per minute. That's a gift that came from drug use? I don't know. <laughs> but I'm able to type. But I realized that when, <laughs> when I'm typing rapidly, I'm not necessarily paying attention. And I can just start just typing. So I've decided that I'm going to get a pen and paper that slows me down and makes me think. And then I'm asking the Lord, where have I sinned against you? Where, look, 
I need to repent. I, I want to know areas of my heart that I need to confess to you. And I do have some in mind, but I know it's not exhausted. <laughs> There's more waiting in the wings. Okay, so I'm not putting myself on a pedestal, but what I'm saying is that at those times, I'm communing with God in ways that are, would seem probably mundane. Miss B called it date night. Date night with the Lord. Go set it up. When she first said it, I said, no, that's not quite right. You're just talking about playing house or something. You know, I, I didn't look at it until she started, and, and, you know. And so now she and I don't agree on everything. <laughs> you know, we're friends. But that particular title seemed to fit. Okay, you want to set yourself up because he wants to sup with you and you with him. So make a tea. Make yourself some hot tea or something. Get yourself something, sit up, dim the lights, put on. What I do is I get the TV, you know, on YouTube. Everybody has um, digital, what, what do you call it? Streaming. Put on one of those backgrounds that you know you won't see until you get to heaven. You know, with just beautiful nature and yachts floating by or whatever it is that you like. Turn the volume down because they've added elements that are going to take your mind in the wrong direction. And put on your own music. Set yourself up. It's, it's just like your own little private place with God. You don't have a private place with God? Look again. Every one of us has a retreat we can go to if it's nothing but a closet. I literally have gone in the closet in the dark in a quick session, okay? And I'm in there. If you came through and found me in the closet, you'd think I was insane. <laughs> Who comes out of the closet, right? And that's not, um, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah. But, so that you get it? All right. So thank you. So, so, so here we go. Okay. What we want to do is we want to covet a long time with God. Covet that time. You can't lie and say you don't have it because you'd be lying to God. He studies the thoughts and the intentions of our hearts. He's here right now paying attention outwardly and inwardly your thought right now is exposed before him whatever it is I wish he'd hurry up if that's what you're thinking it's it's not hidden God can see all knows all he hears all he can do all we need to realize who we're dealing with and when we make these decisions we may want to present those decisions to the Lord before we move on. Quick decisions, just random, based on my history or, you know, or what I thought or imagined, they don't always line up with the will of God. I'm sorry. I don't care how it looks. The pattern is playing out. Everything's working right. Oh, I can't keep going this way because I see trouble up ahead. Commune with God. He may want that trouble up ahead so he can show you who he is. He's the lover of your soul. 
Spend time with God in intimate personal communion. Don't get to the place where you're believing in sinless perfection. You don't have to repent anymore because it's a done deal. When he's saying, I will come in with, and sup with you, where is it? I lost it. When he's saying, oh, he says here, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with him and he with me. Just prior to Revelation 3.20, he's saying, those who are, whom I love, I reprove and discipline. So be zealous and repent. He's not talking to non-believers. He's talking to believers. So the next thing he's saying is, I'll come in and sup with you. I want to eat with you and talk with you and be your best friend and hear from you. And you can't walk away from this meeting hiding anything from me. Because if you remember the communion with the 12 disciples at the Last Supper, he's reading minds and hearts. He knew what was on Judas's mind. Okay? We don't want to walk away from the meeting having not exposed our true hearts. You think you can cheat God? Think again. And what would be what would be the worth of a communion where I'm sitting there lying to my best friend, my Lord and Savior? This sets the stage for us to be true to one another. Half the time we're in conversation or something, it's not beyond either of us to know something's being omitted, something's missing. All is not being stated here, right? And if we have that much insight and intuition, this is God we're talking about. He wants to set us up so that we can be one like he and the Father are one. There's nothing separating them. When we don't repent, we have this big separation. It stops us from getting what we would have otherwise received in a communion with the living God. Bless the Lord. Bless God. He loves us that much. The greatest command in the scripture, Jesus said, is to love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and with all your mind. This relationship we're to have with Jesus, it needs to be taken into consideration. If Leroy, no, let's get some, some he might get me. If, I, if me and Doretha are married and I mess up and I keep it hidden, it'll show. I need to repent. Okay? Now, this is a, a human relationship, right? Right. Now, if Doretha gets me back and throws hot grits on me, right? Yeah, all right. She should repent. She can't just go on the next day what you want. What, 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 you know. I'm all scolded. You know, look, this isn't about us being robotic, if we would 
come together and commune together the way God wants us to, right? Then we're honoring God because we're forgiving each other and we're repenting. How much more with this Lord of ours we have access to? He wants to keep a communion going with us to the degree that if he starts it off, for instance, if, 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 if your son comes home from school, you ask him, what, what, what happened at school today? What, what, you know, because you want to connect. What, what happened? Oh, they're building a playground. Connect. Enjoy this because God's request from you is sincere and genuine. Someone else may be asking you to molest you or something nuts you just don't trust. Anyone like you trust the Lord. The next day you're coming home from school, you can't wait to tell the Lord. You want to tell him that they put swings up that you can turn flips and fly out. You know how we do? And fly out and land in the sand. All right? You're coming home eager to keep the communion going. But if he asks you what's going on at school today and you say nothing, right? This is just a union. You're my son. You're my wife. I'm your husband. But there's no communion. Obviously, by now, we see union is derived from communion. It's in there. But communing is absolutely necessary if we want to get along in this life. Have the peace of God in our hearts, even in the obstruction, the oppression, the ostracization, all the ridicule and persecution. If we have his peace, we will endure. Relying on what we fed on yesterday and the relationships that we had on the phone, repeating last night's craziness, or last week's funny, you know, naturally we're going to have some sidebar conversations. But I'm telling you guys, we're a holy nation. We're bigger than we want to believe. A royal priesthood. This is what he's calling us. We were set apart. This is what holiness means. I'm going to take you and you and you and set you apart for my use, for special use. Right? It's not just, <laughs> okay, some of you go and some of you come and come and go as you please and I'll see you later at the football game. No. I want to go with you in your heart. I want to commune with you continually. When you discard me, you're hearing another voice. I'm sorry. It's that cut and dry. And some people want to believe, well, we can have a little of both. Try it or continue trying it. You're going to miss out on the best relationship you could have with just five minutes left on this planet. Bless God. Bless the Lord. So we need to obey the voice of the conscience while it's optimal. I'll tell you this. And I'm going to close. <clears throat> Pastor opens up the door. I had never seen it before. That only happened here at, uh, at, at Transforming Love. 
where before, I'm sure maybe you guys have seen it before, but I was out there, so, you know, I wasn't seeing all that you've seen. However, um, it's an opportunity to clear your heart before you take the communion, right? And I just about say this. Uh, there's a scripture. Where is it at? 1 Corinthians 11, 25 through 31 that says, and I'm not trying to scare you, but it says, in the same way, also he took the cup after supper, saying, this cup is the new covenant of my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me, right? For as often as you eat and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Whoever therefore eats the bread and drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty concerning the body and blood of the Lord. Let a person examine himself, then and so eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For anyone who eats and drinks without discerning the body eats and drinks judgment on himself. That is why many of you are weak and ill, and some have died. But if we judged ourselves truly, we would not be judged. Go through a fearless inventory of your heart. That's not just today. You're not going to remember half of what you've done throughout the week. So you're going to have communion whether you have bread and wine or not. Every day. Then you come in here and the, 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 the last few things on your mind, I wrote my eyes at uh, Geraldine because she got better dreads than mine. Right? I'll remember that. It's not, it's not God's fault that you forgot your sins when you can come to his throne room to receive grace and mercy in your time of need. It's when you sinned. You had an opportunity yesterday, and you can't remember all your sins today, so it's all about her dreadlocks. Okay? Don't drink and eat unworthily. Right? Make it a continual practice before the Lord. This Lord of ours that's calling us holy is holy. We stand before a holy God. It's not a joke. He's real and alive and holy. <laughs> Remember the, 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 the sermon, the, the, the angels flying around him, right? All he can repeat is holy, holy, holy with eyes within and eyes without. Because he has to examine himself to be in the presence of God. That's what the eyes within represent. I need to look inwardly or I'll burn up like coming into the holy of holies in the tabernacle. You can't just walk in. You, this angel is flying around, so get it, get it right. We're in because of Jesus. So he wants to see the likeness of his son in us. This is the only way we can come into the inner court. It's because of what Jesus has done for us, right? So don't get it twisted. Just know he's holy. He wouldn't be holy if a speck of sin entered in. You get it? He's not gonna tolerate it. Some sins are worse than others. Whatever the case may be, no sin will enter into his kingdom. Let the Lord work in us while we're able. While we have time, commune with God. Bless the Lord. 
And that's, uh, of course, there's eight more pages, but I'm going to stop. I think I went too, too long. So, Father, uh, I just pray right now.